Hello everyone, my name is Lourdes Mansour. I'm COO for Abitos, who are CPAs and tax advisors here in Coral Gables, Florida. I'm here with our managing partner, Ray Levy. Ray is very well known CPA with extensive experience in the internal, international tax arena, as well as a CVA or Certified Valuator and a CFF or Certified Financial Forensics Advisor. Ray Levy was recognized among the top 250 South Florida South Florida's power leaders by the South Florida Business Journal this year, this past year in 2020. Hi Ray, we were in January and usually at this time of year we see a great number of people from the northern states come down to visit Florida escaping the cold temperatures. This winter becomes always our real estate rental high season. We also know that many Latin American clients who own properties in Florida are not able to come down because of COVID. Uh, so what factors are, these factors are really driving many clients to consider renting their properties while vacant. To analyze the possibility, one question comes up to their mind. If I'm not a tax resident, do I have to pay taxes on the rental income I collect in the U.S.? And what taxes do I pay if I rent my property in Florida? This is our topic for today, renting your property in the United States. So Ray, do they really have to pay taxes? Do we have to pay taxes if we rent our properties out? So first of all, thank you for inviting me in the, to this podcast. I wanna welcome everybody. Of course, we're getting approximately thousands and thousands of people moving to South Florida every day because of the COVID and some of them are moving permanently. So. One of the one of the basic fundamental areas of crackdown that the IRS is really coming down on and, and they made several announcements uh, and one of them being a, a campaign that they have gone after not only uh, for people that are foreigners, but also domestic people that are renting their properties. And the, the basic premise is they know that foreigners are renting property here and not reporting their income. And for, for, for the most part, um, they, they realize that and they're utilizing, like for instance, property management company to make the payment to them offshore. And then the property management company in essence becomes very liable for the withholding because most of the time when you pay a foreigner, the, the landlord in essence is a foreigner and the lessor is, is, is a foreigner. So the lessee has to withhold 30% from the payment. So, uh, Saying that, the IRS knows that uh, they're not reporting their adequate withholding as well as their income taxes. So the burden not only shifts uh, from the foreigner, but also shifts from the person that rents from the foreigner. Wow. Now, I believe our listeners would love to hear about any options available to reduce that tax and how do you go about it? I think there is a, a fundamental air that exists out there and and one of them being if you, if you have your property that you put it up for rental you can in fact make an election as a foreigner to deduct all expenses associated with that property meaning the homeowners association and it repairs and the insurance and the real estate taxes any expense that is directly related to the maintenance and preservation of your asset so in saying that, if you make that election, you will be able to deduct. Fundamentally, if you do that election, you really are not gonna owe any taxes because your depreciation will almost wipe out your entire profit. 
So with that simple election, they could comply with the laws, they could record all of their expenses, comply with ultimately when they sell it, and they will be able to effectively comply with U.S. tax rules. If they don't do that, the irony is, is that there's court cases out there that says if you don't do this election, you actually lose all of these expenses to maintain your, your assets. So the day that you sell it, you will pay a, an enormous amount of taxes because you did not properly make this election. So you're telling me that basically by using this election, I should be able to get most of that income reduced with uh, with between the expenses that I have and depreciation for my property. Yes. It's a combination of those things that get you get you all reduced to not having to have any tax That's liability. Correct. That's correct. And and, I, and actually there's been even, and this is assuming that you bought a property as an investor. If uh, the, there's a lot of foreigners that have in South Florida a, a home that they use as a second home and they've titled that under a corporation, whether it be a domestic corporation or foreign corporation. And a, a recent uh, court case actually said that not only uh, you would lose if you don't make this election to, to uh, properly deduct your expenses, but if you haven't been paying market rent, that they will impute the market rent as if you were in fact subject to reporting that income. And that's, a, that's an interesting matter because the law has not settled on that, but there is an indication that the IRS says, if you're holding a, a, a piece of property under a foreign corporate structure or a domestic US structure, you should in fact impute rent. Now, we're talking about federal taxes, correctly? Do clients need to pay any income tax on a state level? You know, we do clients nationwide. And every state has a state income tax. If you are renting a property, let's say, and it's titled under your personal name, which it's one of the basic errors that most foreigners do, is they title the property under their personal name, in Florida, for instance, there is no state income tax. However, if you go to New York, LA, or any part of uh, different states, every state has its individual state income tax. So you would be subject to a state income tax. Now, you know, most foreigners says, well, how, how do they know that I'm really even renting? States are getting, becoming extremely um, creative in knowing that one of the basic fundamental areas that they look at is um, your uh, utility bill. So they'll say, give me your utility bill for the last three years. They see a usage. And so you'll say, I wasn't there. And they'll say, yes, you were, because someone was using it. And if it wasn't you, it was somebody else. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's an interesting way. New York um, actually has used that. LA, I mean, uh, California, um, uh, Ohio has used that. So different states are getting very, very um, now, proactive in, in, in going after people like that. And again, this is assuming you're, you've bought, in, in that scenario, whether you've bought the property as an investor or whether you've bought the property as an individual, you may have state income taxes on both sides. Now, um, so if I bought it as a corporation, do I still have that state income tax? You do. 
You do? Yeah. So it's both, if I, if, if I have it under my personal, I don't, but if I have it as a corporation, then that's when the state income tax might play a part. That's correct. Now I hear sales tax and I get a little scared. What about sales tax? Besides income tax, do clients need to worry about paying any sales tax? Most states, because of the deficits that are taking place and because of the effects of COVID, are beginning to realize that um, their residence is, is a gold mine for sales tax. Uh, you know, several years ago, we had the Supreme Court case on the Wayfair, where before, if you had a product being sold on the internet and it was sold in Florida or sold in another state, you really didn't have to deal with sales and use taxes in those states. That whole case uh, shattered the entire industry that was not collecting sales tax. And that was a thrust that was uh, really uh, moved a lot by, by Amazon because Amazon was, was collecting sales tax. Now in, in, the, in the era of real estate, the phenomena takes place with Airbnb. So Airbnb is, is, is a platform like anybody else and, they, and people place their homes, their efficiencies, um, their hotels, their apartment buildings and different components. So you may have an apartment building with 40 units that do you have uh, four, 30 units that are being used residential, but you put the other 10 units in Airbnb and you rent it. Well, if, if you have a unit that you're placing in what we call transient. So a transient is a short term use by an individual in the state of Florida in particular, and I'm talking about the state of Florida, if you don't have a lease greater than six months, anything less than that is considered transient. So where does that, what bucket do you fall in? Well, then you, buck, you fall into the bucket of a basic um, hotel where you may have a bed tax and you may have a sales tax. And the reason being is, you know, when, when you have that, the state is saying, look, I, I'm going to treat you in the same foot as everybody else does. And I think you'll see that with all of the major hotels that are pressing the state because they're losing traffic into their individual hotels by people putting their individual units on Airbnb. So to do that, the state is now cracking down tremendously on the Airbnb. So what I foresee down the road, similar to what uh, the Department of Justice did with uh, with UBS that they said a John Doe summons and they did that with also with uh, um, credit card processors to find out who the violators are or they've done that with uh, coin based uh, for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So they did that. They're also what they're going to do is they're going to sooner or later they're going to go after Airbnb. Airbnb is already reporting. They're going to say, tell me every single person that you've rented in the state of Florida that's gone through your platform. And that is how we're going to, to tax you that way. So uh, I think that's, it's an ev evolution that's gonna take place. And ultimately, uh, so you know, at least every state's gonna prevail. What's the rate for sales tax for something like this in the state of Florida? The state of Florida is 6%. 6%. 6%. 
six percent. Now, but every but again, now let's think about this. Wait, wait. So we understand. If I'm in Miami Beach, and I'm and Miami Beach says you're a transient place, I have now potentially a Miami Beach tax, Sydney, on top of the sales tax. I see. Now, if I'm renting in Miami Beach, let's say, so I'm going to pass these tax costs to the person who's who's leasing from me, right? In other words, I pass on that in addition to the, what I'm charging them rent, and then just give that to the government. Is that correct? It's uh, not going to come off my profit, right? It's you're basically an agent on collecting on behalf of the state of Florida. However, if you don't, you're still liable for it. So, and it's and it's similar to any type of withholding agent that. Even if you sell the property, even if you dispose of it, you're still liable for it. So it'd be smart for me to make sure that when I do my lease, I include any sales taxes that I need to collect for that transient lease to make sure that I collect it and then pass it on to the government. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess one important aspect to mention is that this tax is calculated over the revenue, not the income. Is that correct? This, this, the, the sales tax is, um, if you're, if you're classified as a transient, then it's a, it's almost a, they're, they're calling it sort of like a bed, a bed tax because you're utilizing the space. Mm -hmm. So what the value is, whatever the value is, it's a tax on the gross. It's a tax on the gross yeah. lease amount. Yeah. Okay. Any county taxes that we have to worry about here in Miami-Dade? Well, you're gonna, you know, uh, this is where up the Miami-Dade County and also Los Angeles and in New York, more more of the states that give certain preferences to individuals. Like for instance, in Miami-Dade County, you have like like the rest of the state of Florida, you have Homestead. So Homestead allows the 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 person that owns the property to um, not allow the county to to raise more taxes than a certain amount. So normally the threshold is about three percent per year on on the value. So they cap it. It's homesteaded. You are protected for 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 bankruptcy purposes and so on. The county is looking at websites and seeing residential properties that are classified as residential to you, you're claiming an exemption and they're saying, no, you're not because you're renting it on Airbnb. You have a commercial use. So we're going to try to take you out so we can now raise your value to the market and consequently hit you with a much higher tax. So, you know, in the short term, I think a lot of people are getting away with it as the as the county realizes how people are getting around the rules. Uh, they're going to be taxed more. The sad thing is you could potentially lose your ability to have homestead protect. So apparently this all seems kind of complicated. So we really need to make sure that our viewers come to us and get the right advice into how to handle um, their their properties that they invest in here in the in the United States, and especially when they consider receiving income from it. Thank you, Ray, for joining us today. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next time with our next Thank topic. Thank you for inviting me.